This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And today, I've got something a little bit different for you. I have got a guy that I know that helps create wealthy contractors. And um, I I said to him jokingly uh, about a month ago, but I kind of think it's true. This guy is one of the hardest working people in the home improvement business. My guest today is Dave Azer. Now, Dave's official title, I had to ask him for this, is VP at Jacuzzi Walk-In Tub. Hopefully, I got that right. But don't let the title fool you. This guy knows the ins and outs of how to create a successful home improvement business because he is not in some big glass office, although he might be, I don't know, but he's actually like in the trenches with contractors every single day, helping, helping them create leads, convert leads into sales, and make more money. So this is going to be a good conversation. It's going to be a great conversation, actually, because I know what uh, Dave can deliver. He was actually one of our speakers at Accelerate Live 2019, and the content he shared was just absolutely fantastic. So, Dave, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hello, Brian. Thank you. Give everybody kind of the the one or two minute version of your story. How did you get to be the vice president of Jacuzzi Walk-In Tub? Well, thanks, Brian. Uh, Let me give the quick quick, uh, one minute story. I actually uh, got my start in call center lead generation in the timeshare business as a call center rep. This was back in uh, 1987 when I was in school. I did not know that about you. Yeah, after a couple months, someone said, hey, Dave, can you watch these people? (laughs) And I said, yeah, I I guess so. And uh, one thing led to another. Um, From there, in the early 90s, the timeshare industry in New England collapsed. And so in, uh, from there in 1992, I hopped on with a company called New England Sash Windows um, as director of marketing. And we were able to build that from about a $1 million company to a $20 million company within the 13 years I was there. Uh, from there, I moved my whole family to Ohio. My wife still complains a little bit. We moved from Massachusetts to Ohio. Uh, as director of marketing for an Owens Corning basement finishing system franchise. I was there for four years. Um, We had similar growth. We're able to grow that to around $20 million. And it was at that point, the uh, top Owens Corning basement franchise by, by revenue. Uh, From there, I hopped onto Owens Corning corporate as the marketing leader for the basement finishing system. I spent a year as a consultant with Dave Yoho, and the last three years I've been with Bath Wraps in a couple of different roles, and all of my roles are focused on um, call center leadership, field marketing leadership, uh, marketing and lead generation, marketing and uh, uh, marketing and lead generation planning. 
great. So this is a really appropriate conversation today because as I was telling you before we started the recording, I was going to tell a quick story uh, that I think is going to lead us really into um, a great conversation. So uh, a new a new client reached out to uh, one of our people and said, "Hey, I'd like to ask um, I'd like to ask Brian um, about something," and so they they set up a, a meeting and um, we got on the phone and this is a really small, really small company. And I'm, I'm not going to give any particulars about, about the company. Um, it's, it won't be necessary, but um, after, uh, after I was asked about the main question, I kind of wanted to know, well, okay, you asked me about that, but you know, kind of what's going on with your, with the business, because one of the things that was mentioned was that, well, they, they needed more leads and this person kind of got sucked into the business by their spouse and which kind of happens with small companies where it's like, Hey, will you come in and, and, and just take this over and just do this. And it was obvious from my conversation, it took me a few minutes to figure it out. But it was obvious from my conversation that the person I was talking to had really had no interest in being in that role. And the way I kind of found this out was I, I asked, well, are you doing any kind of pay-per-click? And um, they, said, they said no. And I said, well, if you want to make more leads and you want to make them like right away, um, that would be a great place to start given the you know business and the industry that they're in. So we talked about that for a couple of minutes and then I and then I asked, well, okay, so talk to me about uh, who answers your phones. And they said an answering service. And I said an answering service. Do they set appointments? No. Well, what do they do? Well, they take the information and then we call them back. And immediately I'm like, uh, it's no wonder you're not getting all the leads that you could be getting because probably a whole bunch of people are just getting lost in that process. Then we talked about, and I'm almost done here, Dave, bear with me a second and to the listener too, because this is going to be very valuable. I did a little more digging and I said, look, I said, if you're going to make the investment in pay-per-click or any kind of inbound marketing, you better have somebody on the phone that knows how to convert that inquiry, not lead, inquiry into an appointment. And it became painfully obvious to me that I was talking about a commitment that this person had absolutely no desire to make, none. They wanted leads, but they didn't want to make the commitment to doing what they needed to do in order to optimize and, and um, you know, properly execute on this inbound lead generation strategy. So this is something that you deal with, I would imagine, on a daily basis. Um, you cannot have, you can't expect to put marketing out there and not have effective 
people on the phone, whether it's inbound or outbound, right? 100% agree, Brian. So how important is this? I mean, this was kind of a, it shouldn't shock me, Dave. It, it, this is a really small company and they are, they're struggling a little bit. But the struggle was really kind of no surprise to me because they, it didn't seem like they were willing to do the things that they needed to do in order to be as successful as they could be. And I'm not saying they're bad people, by the way. Don't any, Nobody listening to this get me wrong. These are good, hardworking people. And my desire is always, well, how can I help you? What can I do to help you be more successful? And it, it became painfully obvious to me that I was, I was literally like speaking Russian to them because they just weren't getting it. So let's talk a little bit about A, how important is this to your dealers? And B, what is the right way to set this thing up? That's a great question. Now, as you probably know, Brian, many of our dealers are the top dealers in the industry. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that. that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Talk, uh, just sorry to cut you off again, but talk a little bit more about that. Give, give us a little bit of perspective on that. And so the Bath Rab Dealers Network, we have many of the top home improvement companies in this industry. And we have, you know, Reborn out in California. We have NewPro in Boston. We have Tundraland in Wisconsin. We have Bath Expo in Texas. And I could just keep going on and on. So and we have many of the top dealers in the industry. And all of our top dealers understand the importance of having a, a top-notch call center. Now, let's be clear. When Dave and I talk about call center on, in this conversation, a call center could be one person or it could be a hundred people. We're just going to use the general term call center. Okay, so don't be discouraged if you don't have 30 people in your call center. If you have one person that's on the phone, that's who we're talking about. So let's talk about um, inbound leads. A lot of people are doing, they're doing PPC, pay-per-click. They're doing um, SEO for their websites. They're doing ads, um, maybe TV, maybe radio. So those are all um, inbound strategies designed to create a phone call. Phone call comes in. What is the proper care and handling of that call? So with, with your inbound call, Brian, number one, there's a, there's a basic greeting. You know, we have, hi, this is Dave with Jacuzzi Walk-In Tub. How may I direct your call? And they give some sort of opening answer from there. And the biggest thing that we train on inbound calls is how to overcome uh, the person that's asking how much does it cost? Yeah. That, generally speaking, on your inbound call is going to be the most important factor. There's very specific things that are done that cost you leads, and there's very specific things that are done that will increase that conversion ratio there. What's really important to understand on this first call, for everybody that's listening, an inbound call, the job is not to sell 
the project. The job is to sell the appointment, right, Dave? What we're all we want to do is get a salesperson into the home. 100% agree, Brian. This episode is brought to you by Business Success Consulting Group. Does the way your business currently operate prevent you from scaling and growing? Is the most valuable knowledge in your organization held by just a handful of key personnel? Are you spending valuable time training your teams instead of running your business? Business Success Consulting Group understands the challenges of organizing while you grow, and they specialize in putting order into the chaos of an expanding organization. Adi and her team at BSCG work closely with you and your team to capture vital business knowledge, and then they help you develop, document, optimize, and implement systems and processes across every area of your organization, from sales and operations to marketing, human resources, and business development. Adi and her team have decades of experience and will help you empower your teams to function effectively with reproducible results that will set your business up for continual success and expansion. Schedule your free consultation today by calling or texting 503-662-2911. So when somebody's asking about price, I mean, part of the reason is they just don't know any better. And so you have to have, like Dave said, you have to have a system for is deflecting that the right word? I mean, you've got to basically change the conversation. So what are some of the ways that you change that conversation and bring it back to a conversation about setting an appointment? That's a great question, Brian. I think also what helps to give context to this is just to give the wrong way first, because almost everybody does this the wrong way. And the wrong way to handle this is the typical thing we've heard. Well, Mr. Jones, the price depends upon the size of your bath area, the options you would choose. So there's really no way I can give you the price. So we have to have a representative come out to give you that price. That's the wrong way to handle that. And a lot of people think that that's the right way. Correct. Yeah. Now it costs a lot of leads. So it it does. It very rarely works because once you start talking about, I don't know what the price is for that specific one, people then say, well, tell me what the average price is. Tell me what a ballpark price is. Right. What about the price of the one that I see in the ad right here? And so once you say that, um, you know, we can't give you a price on the phone because of these different reasons, it always takes you down a bad road. Great. So what do you do to overcome it? I mean, you don't have to give away any trade secrets, but what are some of the ways, where are you, where do you want to take them from that question? You're going to be surprised, Brian, how simple it is. All I want to say at this point, when they give me an early price objection is I can help you with that. I just need to ask you a few questions to make sure we can do the work. That's it. And now you have to have your questions ready. So for us, it's, um, you know, in your home, you know, which bathroom would you update or which bathroom would you put a jacuzzi walk-in tub? It can be for windows. It can be simply, are your windows wood or vinyl? It could be which windows in your home would you replace if you ever replaced any? And so it's very easy to write 
four or five questions uh, for your specific product that you would ask to basically uncover the needs. And I certainly, if you want, Brian, can go through the basic progression that we have for Bath. But again, what happens now is you build that personal connection about half the time, the price objection just goes away without ever having to answer it. Yeah. It's kind of funny how that happens, huh? It is. And it really is based on the um, personality and the charisma and the empathy of the call center rep to build a connection. So the people just decide, you know what, this person in this company can help solve my problem. Let's just let them come out. Yeah. Now, let me stop you there for just a second. Now, let's go back to the call that I had yesterday. So if that call went to an answering service, the answering service would, well, we're just the answering service, right? Right. That would be their answer. Well, let me take your name and information. I'll have somebody get back to you. Well, what are the odds? What are the odds that you're ever going to get that person back on the phone again? I mean, on average, by having an answering service take it, your conversion is going to be cut by somewhere around 30, 40% and just make the campaign not even feasible. Yeah. And I hope everybody heard that because this is a guy that knows 30 to 40%. Now, that 30-40% probably goes just as well with somebody that is ill-equipped and untrained to handle that inbound call, right? That's probably even a little generous. Yeah, you could be right, Brian. I mean, it's, it's, it's around there, but certainly when we hear people that, you know, we, we have call recordings of all of our lead program calls. And so um, when you'd have people that are not properly trained, the conversion just dives. So I, I tell the story all the time. In my, in my last home improvement company, it was really more kind of a service company, but we had to, we, we, our guys were basically the salespeople. We would get 50 phone calls on a Monday morning. And if you do the math on that, 50 times 50 is 2,500. I agonized over our conversion rates, agonized over it, because every dollar that we were spending to make that phone ring lay in the hands of the people that took that call. And if that call did not turn into an appointment, it was a lost opportunity. And so like this person yesterday, to spend money, and for anybody that's listening, I mean, if you're spending any kind of money on advertising and marketing, and you don't have somebody that's properly trained with scripting to answer your phones, you're already behind the ball. And so, like Dave said, the campaign numbers just won't work. If, you, if you're going out and you're doing PPC, pay-per-click, like I suggested this person do, and let's just say you have a small budget, you know, three or 4,000 bucks a month, and you're expecting calls to come in at, say, 100 bucks a call. Well, let's say your pay-per-click person does the job right, and you get 30 to 40 calls. And let's say that you convert, again, you know, depends on who you are, but let's say a good conversion rate. What's a good conversion rate in your world from inquiry to appointment? It depends on the call. There's a lot of different lead types. So on an inbound call, generally speaking, you want to issue to a sales rep um, 35 to 40% of those. 35 to 40% 
of the inbounds. Okay. Correct. On a call. Yeah. So you've got inquiry and then the inquiry goes to an appointment. You're going two steps though, Dave. I'm just talking right. one step, just to the appointment, not even issued, just setting an appointment. What's that conversion there? Uh, at, least, at least 50%. At least 50. Okay. So the number is somewhere between 50 and 70%, depending on the type of business. Home sure. services are usually a little bit higher. Again, if you've got proper people on the phone and scripting. So given that same example, you spend three grand, hundred bucks a, a call that comes in. You got 30 calls that come in. Your job is to convert 15 to what, say 20 of those into an appointment. Well, Already, if you don't have somebody effectively answering the phones, you can expect that 15 to 20 number to drop by 40 or 50% immediately, right? Just because you don't have the right person. And then you got to go from there and put it, actually put it in the hands of a salesperson and, and send the salesperson out to make the sale. Basically, what I'm doing here is I'm just showing you how the math does not work. And this is a business. And I think, Dave, you'll agree with me because I know the people you work with. This is a math business, is it not? 100%. This is a math business, meaning I paid X to get the phone to ring. It converted at this. It issued at this dollar figure. It sold into this. And at the end, I have what's called NSLI, net sale to lead issued. So if I issued 10 leads, how much money did I get back? So let's say I got $20,000. We'll make the math easy. I got $20,000 in sales. That's a net sale to lead issue of $2,000, 10 divided into um, the 20,000. So it's a math business. And I know, Dave, I'm kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I just want to stress how important how important the numbers are and how important this is. What are some things that the listener can do to improve their performance, their company's performance on the phone? The first thing is you have to have a script and a process. And so that's where everything starts is having a, having a script and a process that you're committed to um, in your call center. Where do I get a script? Well, there's a bunch of places, right? So you can network with other successful deals in the industry. There's industry consultants that have, that have good solid scripts. We certainly to our dealers provide all of the scripting that's needed. And so, you know, you have to do your research. Um, another great idea is to go to the industry events, go to the G4 events. There's a lot of great scripting out there, but you have to find it. And scripting is not magic, is it? No, no, it really isn't. Um, but it's easy to have bad scripting also. You know, easy so again, to have. Yep. I'm glad you said that. It's easy to have bad scripting. Um, but a lot of people think, you know, they hear script and they think, oh my God, I got to come up with this. No, you don't. Dave's, I, I would imagine most of your top dealers use basically the, screen, the same script as all of your other dealers do with just, you know, a few modifications here and there, right? Yeah, and I mean the basics. The basics of a good script is the greeting. It's then they're uncovering needs. From there, it's the value of the visit. After the value of the visit, it's get the commitments of 
time and ownership so that the visit will take 90 minutes and all owners will be there and then set the appointment. So those steps, those are the basic steps. And if you stick to those steps, plus handling the early price objection the right way, you'll be off to a great start. So, okay, so you just gave away something big. And I, I want you to say it again, just in case somebody didn't get a chance to write that down. Give the basics of the script again. Okay. So the basics of an inbound script, and really the basics of any script, but the basics of an inbound script is number one, the greeting. From okay. the greeting, now you want to uncover needs. So what's the reason they would have the job done? What you don't want to talk about is the project. So for example, when we uncover needs, we don't ask the people what they want to do in their bathroom. Because when people start thinking about what they want to do, the next thing they wonder is how much will it cost? We stay away from what they want to do. We stick with uncovering needs. Which bathroom would you have done? What's in the bath area right now? Is it tile or is it fiberglass? Um, and after we ask a few more questions, then we'll find out specifically what problems do you have in that bath area that prompted your call today? And they'll start talking about their problems. So again, step one, greeting. Step two is uncover needs. Stay away from talking about the specific project and what they want because oftentimes what they want and what they need are two different things. So after step two, uncovering needs, now you go to the value of the visit, which just explains basically what you'll do and why they should have you to their home. What's in it for them? After you explain the value of the visit, from there, you're gonna get their commitment. So step four, is gain the commitment to 60 and 90 minutes and all the owners of the property. After the commitment, now you set the appointment. And so those are the basic five steps to writing a script. So if you're gonna sit there in your office and start to write one, that's a great framework to start with it. Beautiful. That was really good. And by the way, for those of you listening, we can stop right here and you just got a ton of value. But, I, but we got a few more things. How important is recording calls? Recording calls is crucial. Um, we have a new call center here in Chicago. And so the first hour and a half of my day, I spent with my call center manager and two different call center reps just reviewing the calls. And these are A-plus call center reps. And we found you know, three or four things that we think can make a big difference in their results. So what I said to this person yesterday was I asked them, I said, so are you recording calls? And um, didn't have an answer. So that means either they are and they're not listening to them or they're not and, and they're not. And I said, one of the things I said was you need to start tracking and recording your calls immediately, like today because you are without a doubt losing leads. And even, you know, what you just said is so telling. So listen to what he said. I mean, this is probably the top guy in the industry when it comes to call centers. He is running and managing his own call center. He is recording calls and he found things that could be improved in his own call center. So 
and this is the stuff that we used to do too in our business was that we are, we were there like we had a whole bullpen and my my partner my business partner would just stand there in the mornings in the monday morning and just listen to the calls and make sure that we're following scripting and making sure that the um that the processes were being followed and that the numbers were being hit that's how critical and important um, that was to us. And then there was the whole tracking and recording later where we would actually go back and, you know, because we weren't listening all day to them, but at heavy volume times, you know, somebody was listening and we would go back and we would find all kinds of stuff that they would do or where they would get lazy or where they think, oh, I could skip this part because, oh, I'm friends now with this person. And that's BS. That's, that's not how it works. If it's a process, like Dave mentioned, it was script and process, you've got to make sure that the people are running the process the way it was designed. Yeah, you are 100% correct, Brian. So um, we're kind of coming up against the clock. What else when it comes to, well, let's talk for a minute about, so once the appointment is set, and it's issued to a salesperson, then it goes to somebody that then confirms the appointment. So that is an outbound call. What are some of the, I guess, what are some of the best practices when it comes to outbound calls, communicating with prospects or even, or even with, with customers? So let me get to that, Brian. At the end, I want to get to the one thing that if we have people out there looking to get from that one and $2 million companies to grow in this, that wraps, I think this whole conversation up. So I do want to get to that at the end, but in terms of the outbound calls, the biggest mistake that people make is they say something like this. Hi, this is Dave. I'm calling you back from XYZ company. We met you a couple months ago. Uh, and we talked about doing your windows. It just wasn't a good time. And we're just calling to see now kind of where you stand. Oh, we're calling to see if you want to do them now. Oh, we're just calling to, you know, call and just set that up. And invariably, the people are just looking to get rid of you at that point, And you very rarely set the appointment. And so on the outbound calls, what you have to do to be successful is get to the uncovering needs section. And so it goes something like this. Hi, this is Dave calling from XYZ Company. I can see that we spoke uh, three months ago um, when you called from our TV ad about our windows. I just had a couple quick questions to see if we could be of any future service to you. And so which windows is it in your home that you might have to change somewhere down the line? Or are your windows water vinyl? Or you know something like that. You have to get into it can be as simple as how old is your home? <laughs> yeah. But you have to get into the questions and stay away from, um, oh, are you ready to do the project? And, but generally speaking, without training, we find almost everybody does outbound in that fashion by asking, are you ready? And that almost always does not work. <laughs> yep. So what, what was your, what were you going to say about getting past the million to 2 million? Okay. This conversation that we're talking about, I believe is probably as important, if not more than anything else. All of our dealers that are now 
30, 40, 50, 10, $7 million, they all started at some point. And generally speaking, the dealers that can figure out the call center scripting, the call center manager and the process and to get that right, that probably is the most important point to grow your company. Because when you are generating leads, if you don't have that ability to convert them um, to train other people, it'll, be, it'll always be yourself and some other person taking them. You can probably convert them enough to you go and run that lead. But if you're looking to scale your business, I believe you have to start by focusing on call center conversion. I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I was going to ask, you know, that kind of goes along with one of the, the, the last thing, which is kind of within what we're talking about. But what I really wanted to, to know from your experience, because you've worked with a lot of, of really successful home improvement companies, and you've helped a couple or quite a few get to become wealthy contractors. What is the what are some of the common things that you find between the ones that make it and the ones that don't? Now, I just want to say one thing here. When I say make it, a $30 million company is not for everybody. For some people, a two or three million dollar company is all they need to live their best life. So when we say make it here, the principles are exactly the same. Success leaves clues. The principles are the same. It's just the scaling that's a little, you know, that's a little bit different. So regardless of what size you want to be, uh, that that part does not matter. I think what Dave will share are, are principles that can be applied to any size business. So I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but what are the commonalities? What are the things that you see with the most successful contractors? There's two things that we see that are, that are almost always there. Number one, strong company culture, strong, positive company culture. But that's there with a lot of companies. The next thing that is almost 100 times in 100, 100% successful dealers do this is strong systems and processes and scripting and then the ability to then hold people accountable to that and so the companies that struggle have an owner that's going in and doing one call close sales they're great at selling they're the owner but they're not in any system and process and so now if someone ever goes out and watches them they have no chance to duplicate that because they can't do it like the owner and it's not written down anywhere so that first step of getting a sales process um, scripted with an iPad or a laptop, whatever that is, that's crucial. Same thing in the call center. So we would say that the, the dealers that are the best at the, the getting the buy-in with their company, and that starts at the top with systems, processes, and scripting. Awesome. I could not agree more, Dave. Could not agree more. Well, Look, I hope that I, I, I think this has been a very, very valuable uh, conversation. I appreciate you for taking the time out to have the conversation with me. I think one of the things also 
to keep in mind here is you do not, and you've heard me say this before, and I'm going to say it over and over and over again, you do not have to do this alone. There are other people out there doing this well right now. And it's your job to go seek them out, whether it's finding them at events like Dave suggested or um, going through your uh, uh, distributor or um, the uh, network that you are buying your materials from. I know Bath Wraps has one of the best systems out there. So if you're a Bath Wraps dealer, they give you the damn system. It's like a McDonald's, but without all the franchise fees. I mean, it's really pretty amazing. And there are others out there. You do not have to go at this alone. What you have to have is you have to have a strong burning desire to build your business, to make it work for you, not to have it work for you and, or you work for it. And everything that Dave talked about today that we discussed here today on this episode applies to that. And so I, I hope that you don't feel you have to go at this alone because that will hold you back. You want to grow fast, get in a network, start making phone calls, go ask other people for help. There are a lot of people in this business that want to help you, me included, Dave included. So Dave, again, thank you so much. I really uh, appreciate you taking the time to be here. Are you in a glass office, by the way? <laughs> uh, no. Is there any kind of uh, feedback? No, I said earlier that ah, glass like VP of, you know, VP of uh, of jacuzzi walk-in tubs. It's it's such a uh, you know it's such a grand title. Yeah, um, which you've earned, by the way. Um, um, you know, I've known Dave for four or five years, and I, I, he <laughs> is probably the artist, one of the hardest working guys in the home improvement oh. business. So thank you again. I, I appreciate that. No, my office definitely is not glass. No, not glass. Okay. So uh, that's too bad. Maybe next time we talk. We'll see. Um, all right. So look, everybody that's listening, go to thewealthycontractor.com. Thewealthycontractor.com. There is lots of resources there for you. Um, go put in your name, put in your information, and uh, you will be first to get, not only get the podcasts, um, but you will also get, we do monthly trainings and there's just a whole bunch of stuff there for you and it uh, doesn't cost you anything. So um, with that, uh, this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group and until next time. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes 
and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing.